a martial arts movie podcast. Ha-ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, Paul, 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 I don't come through. You know, baby. Fists of Fail. We went through a lot of movies in order to get to this point. Um, and on the movie that we decided on for this episode. Um, and I don't know why. We should have just went with this to begin with, right? Because we both watched it. We both watched A Book of Heroes, what, months ago? Months ago. And I remember liking it. You liked it. You were the one who recommended yeah, it. Yeah, I, I sent this to you a while ago, actually. I watched it and I really, really liked it. And I said, we should do this sometime. And it just never, it never came back around. This so, was the sometime. <laughs> yeah, well, here we are still in uh, Women's History Month, Appreciation Month, something. Women's Month? No, right, don't, don't right. know exactly what the hashtag is these the, the, days, the, the, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you know, remembering we're that remembering our criteria that we want for this month uh, for our movies, we want a movie that emboldens the female leads. It's not misogynistic in any way. Doesn't over sexualize the characters, and they're still badass, and they can do a hell lot of kickassery on screen. And I don't know why we kind of dropped the ball for the past couple of weeks. We're like, oh, we'll just watch a bunch of movies, and maybe I don't know. I. I well, Not I, I liked this a lot of the movies that I recommended to you, but... Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. I, I'm the stickler. Yeah, <laughs> but I, upon rewatching this, this definitely is the best one in terms of the lesser-known female martial arts leads. That is true. Um, this is a Taiwanese Hong Kong co-production, um, ergo why I actually do not recognize a lot of the performers or the uh, actors on screen. Not like I'm the biggest aficionado of Hong Kong cinema anyways, but like I do recognize a lot of faces. And here, uh, the only one I, the only two people that I do recognize are uh, Kurata, uh, a.k.a. the uncle from uh, Fist of Legend, who we also covered in a pre- in, for Japanuary. Um and uh, Yukari Oshima, who is the who is one of the top build for this movie, um, but alongside that we have Zero. I don't remember their names, so we have uh, Elsa Young. Is that Elsa her name? Elsa Young or Elsa Yang? I don't. I mean, Yang. different sites give it different spellings. Uh, yeah. Hui Shan Yang, according to IMDb, but Elsa Yang, according to I think Hong Kong Movie Database. Mm, okay. But okay, yeah, she plays the uh, what would you say materialistic con woman? Yeah, I guess you could the say con woman. That's a good yeah. way to describe it. Yeah, oh, you know the the funny thing about this film is I okay and th- when the movie started we are we are following Pauline Lan I think that's her name yes um and I I was led to believe that the movie is going to be all about her because I mean it starts with her she has the first fight scene she's almost led it almost is giving the audience the expectation that you are supposed to be supporting this character and immediately she gets sidestepped over and the whole movie's about Elsa right uh, would you des- would you describe it that way because I feel like the majority of the film revolves around her or she has the most screen time once yeah once Elsa's character comes up with her other con man assistant it does deviate a little more towards uh, the two of them and the story of uh, hey there's some missing gold and there's a, <laughs> apparently a map that leads to it 
though not this is not a treasure hunting movie not at all uh this is this is more of a um like a triad film the triads are after said gold and now multiple parties including the police uh elsie yang's character polina land's character are you know they're all just after this gold yes it's a very very simple plot and multiple threads come together in the end Mm, multiple threads i think that's what convolutes the movie for me at least uh because once i I don't know maybe that's just my viewing experience watching uh, watching the movie through towards the middle of the film it gets there's a lot of things that happen and it makes this very simple plot way more complex than it needs to be um i was gonna say this movie has great pacing and a lot of nice fights until maybe the I think it's around like the forty, the thirty or forty, 40 minute, minute mark. mark. Yep. And then we where, have twenty minutes of nothing. Yeah, where oh my god, this movie goes off the rails into <laughs> forced characterization. Uh, mm-hmm. We just have to spend time with these characters, and this is where a lot more of the comedy comes in, and more yeah. time spent fleshing these people out. And it is a slog to get through at that point. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, like all that great momentum, all of the constant fights just grinds to a halt. And you're spent with these characters who uh, at that point, because we're just forced to be with them, I was starting to lose interest at that point. Right. I mean, could you tell that there's a lot of influence from Jackie Chan in this movie? Oh, yes. There's yes. a ton. Influence. To the point where it's kind of annoying, isn't it? I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't find it. Kind of I, actually, I liked it. I, I, hmm, okay. I can. I can. Um, uh, I, I don't want to say it's ripping off, but there are very direct sequences of choreography lifted from Jackie Chan fight scenes. Yes, yes and for sure. I, I don't know. I think I'm just I think I'm fine with that because I was I was happy to see like, oh, OK, I know where that I know where that move is from. I know where that's from. I know what they're lifting it from, mainly from Jackie. Uh, I'm not as versed with so much choreography that I can recall every set of combinations, but I think for the most part it was Jackie Chan movies. Yeah, well, the the comedy, yeah, all those comedy bits uh, in terms of physicality and the physical, like the slapstick that you would see in the the whole movie, very much influenced by the style, the brand of comedy that came from Jackie Chan films. Uh, I got a lot of inf- um, a lot of flashbacks to Project A in this movie, which we'll circle back to in a later fight scene uh, when it comes to that statement. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, the the movie starts off and you're following Pol- uh, Pauline Lan, and I mean, it's for the first couple of fight scenes until oh no, not Pauline Lan, no, it is Pauline Lan, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm already mixing up. Pauline Lan is the female police officer. Or right, sorry, wannabe police officer. I can't recall exactly yeah. what her situation was. Well, her boyfriend is a beat cop um, and isn't very good at his job, I guess. And he wants, he wants to prove himself, and she's trying to get entry into the police uh, police academy um, uh, with doing sound effects and everything. Uh, but, yeah, uh, up to a certain point, they're really... It feels like the comedy's pretty subdued. It isn't too overplayed. And then, all of a sudden, the movie takes a very hard left and really dives into the comedy, especially with the comic relief characters... There are these, I call it the henchmen slash, there's one that's kind of like a henchman and one that's more of a, a love interest for Elsa Lang, uh, Young. Um, and yeah, they just, uh, I didn't like any scene with them. I thought they would just drag the movie on for too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like the first couple of fight scenes were so serious. There really isn't so much comedy integrated into the fights themselves. 
And man, it it starts off strong. Like the first couple fights are so good. Um, so, although what? So one thing there I, are a lot of speed ramps. Yes. Yeah, go, oh yeah, I, I was okay with the speed ramping, especially because this is a comedy. So I feel that you can kind of get away with that sometimes when you're going the comedic route. One thing I wanted to ask you is, did you notice the recurring motif in every single major fight? The recurring motif? Uh, no, no. I don't know if they're, motif they're is... kicking and punching? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are correct. Okay. But <laughs> in... I win million dollars? Yeah. In every single major fight, a bad guy is thrown through a glass window or a glass pane. Ah, okay. Uh, I, I though people are being thrown. I never, I didn't p- even pick up on that. Interesting. It, it only, uh, with the exception of two being the last, last fight between um, Pauline and Yukari, and then um, there's what's his name, Eugene Thomas, I think his name is. He has a small home invasion fight where it's like a few moves, so I wouldn't even call that a fight. But yeah, uh, every single fight minus the last one has somebody flying through glass. Okay. If you go back and, and watch it, just look for it. You'll you'll see it every time. Interesting. I I thought I guess the something to go along with that is I thought another motif would be flimsy walls. There's a lot of flimsy walls in this movie. <laughs> people, people getting are being people kicked. getting thrown against the walls as well happens. Uh, people keep be, people getting knocked through wood like brick walls <laughs> like so with with a hook kick. I'm like, how much power does this lady have? Like that she can pierce people through like solid brick. But sure, uh, I didn't even pick up on that. Um, yeah, so the the first fight, uh, I mean, I guess we're jumping right into it. You kind of just summarized the whole story, um, although there are a lot of moving parts. So we'll just go into the first fight. Um, it just kind of starts abruptly because we are introduced to Pauline's character when she's uh, doing a drinking game, which... Uh, I've never seen that game. It looks I've, very unsanitary. I've played something very similar mm-hmm. where you're you're basically kind of trying to fill up a cup and whoever breaks the surface surface tension and causes the liquid to overflow, the person has to drink it. That's not exactly what's going on here, but the same concept. The same concept. Yeah, she was trying not to break the surface tension by dipping quarters into this glass of alcohol. And then later she chugs the whole glass and then she spits up the quarters. It was the most unsanitary drinking <laughs> game I've ever seen. It's so disgusting. Yes, you yes. know, you know how much fecal matter is in denominations of money? It's disgusting. But yeah, uh, I mean, we're introduced to her kind of character when she's playing this game. And you would think that, oh, she is because she won the drinking game, she'd have a fight with the person on the other end of the, the game. No, she just goes into a, the bathroom and just yanks a guy out who's trying to shoot himself up with heroin. Yeah, that was... And then they have a fight. <laughs> that was very odd. That that shot very of him abrupt. just, like, flexing his bicep, and then she busts in <laughs> through the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's, it almost feels uncalled for. It's like, whoa! It's like... Wh- like what is what is the purpose for this? And like, but and like you actually think that she it's because she is a cop. Turns out she isn't. You know, she's again like she's a wannabe. She's definitely in the wrong here because she's just assaulting a civilian as a civilian. I mean, he <laughs> was shooting up drugs, so... so you just get to beat up people who are on drugs. Uh, in China, yes, apparently. Oh, in China, oh, in or in Taiwan, Taiwan yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the I actually like the first fight quite a bit because um, 
there's one particular reason. The, the particular reason being that it seems like Pauline's doing all of it, right? And I mean, there are stunt doubles in the movie, but for the most part, it's it, it blends it in. If, it, if there is a stunt person who is subbing in for Pauline during some of these movements, it's so seamless, I can't tell. That's what I was going to say. Right. It looks very good. I want to say that most likely there's a stunt double because there's they do a lot of behind the back, mm-hmm. you know, over the over the over the shoulder kind of shots where you yeah. can't see their face and that's where the more fanciful complicated flips usually come into play. And then when it cuts, you then it usually cuts to the front and then you see the actress. So I'm, that's why I'm just safely assuming it was probably a stunt double for some of the more complicated things. But I liked it. I think this is a great way to shoot it because it's hard to tell where the stunt dub- double is unless you have eyes like us where we're used to seeing this kind of stuff. Yeah, and it, yeah, it makes sure. her look great. She looks really, really good and powerful here. Considering yeah. that she probably just drank a whole shitload of alcohol, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were going to go like a drunken you know, drunken master type of routes and she just drank all that beer and uh, mm-hmm. liquor. But nope, she is still kicking ass and she is not falling over at all yeah yeah and she's <laughs> if i drank the amount of beer that she has like i would <laughs> i would yank a bathroom and immediately that, that would be the last thing i remember because i'd be on the floor <laughs> the next second <laughs> um yeah there's a great stunt where she um she forces the other guy uh to do a front flip prat fall and the, his backside just slams against the table before he hits the ground, I don't know. It's it's simple, you know, in, ter- in comparison. Oh, to and everything. that that's also when he crushes the chair at the same time. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, if it's... you like environmental damage, this movie has a ton of it. Oh my god, yeah, for sure. I feel like every fight scene has a lot of collateral. Something damage. is something's breaking in every fight scene. <laughs> yeah, like I'm actually very surprised by the production quality of this this movie. Um, yeah, because they just they really go all out with the the destruction um yeah and she takes down the first guy with relative ease uh more henchmen come in the the second segment of this isn't as strong because it really is all about the environmental damage with less focus on the choreography mm-hmm. um and there's a there's the the fake leg gag where uh the camera pans in and you just see in the foreground a fake like swipe across <laughs> the bar and hit the bald dude in the face <laughs> but it's fine you know like it's 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 part of the hong kong conventions one of the things i like about this fight is it keeps on cutting back to uh yukari oshima and she's just sitting in the background eating her food yeah. just like glaring at pauline and <laughs> the whole time i'm like what like what the hell is her deal <laughs> and then they go into a fight i was like oh wow okay cool yeah cool. i'm yeah. digging it all right don't know who you are doesn't matter we'll figure it out you assume bad guy, and you would be correct for the most part. You would be, yeah, because it's not. Well, we'll get into that later. Uh, yeah, so you, it's she's set up as a rival character, and you know that's a. I guess that's a pretty apt way to describe it, right? Because, uh, and and that's actually kind of why I, I say what I say when um, that it feels like it should be these two characters movie. You know, like it's all setting up as if like it's the movie should just be focused on them. Um, and this is a great introduction for them. You know, like this establishes how good both fighters are. They're clearly on equal playing fields because they're of, in terms of skill level. Um, and yeah, you know, like Yukari is just like showing off how incredibly fast she is. Like I just, I actually love this. 
Although I can't tell how much of this is part of the, you know, filming in 22, <laughs> right? Yeah, they look good. They look fast. Um, and man, like, I, I feel like they're just really in this bar doing all these flips onto this hard bar floor. And uh, those stuntmen, their knees, <laughs> elbows, backs, everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's obviously no victor at the end of this first fight, right? Because it's, it's they end at a stalemate when the cops come in. Yeah, that's not the point. This is just to set up that uh, Yukari is a potential foe and that they literally are equal. They both get off sets of moves where they kind of hit each other, but no one is clearly the victor. Yeah. Um, actually, so uh, in terms of story, uh, if Mark were here, he'd be all about this part. Uh, uh, Yukari uh, defeats everyone. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, well, well, I completely messed that up. Uh, Yukari defeats, um, in a way, uh, Pauline. So uh, because it showed, uh, showed her up, she ends up at the big bad guy's house. Bad guy played by uh, Yasuaka. Yasuaka? I think that's his name. Uh, Kurata. Um, again, we covered him in, in previous episodes before. Uh, who plays the main bad guy and you know like he decides he doesn't need all his henchmen when he all he could do is just uh have karate uh have wow have yukari i'm really terrible at japanese names apparently um and yeah and that because he's trying to fire all his henchmen it, another fight ensues where Yukari's kind of proving her worth she is taking down all the other henchmen that are obviously upset that they lose, they're losing their job and Yukari's doing some really good, you know, great stunts and choreography here that's clearly her, right? Because we mentioned this before in the previous scene where you she would be, her character would be performing certain moves and it's, you know, it, her, their face is obscured. She's looking into the background so, you know, you can't see her head. Um, and she's doing something rather acrobatic, but, you know, you can't tell if it's her. Here, she's actually doing things where you can, you know, she's done doing the move. It stays on her face, uh, stays on her body, and you can see her face as it's being revealed. It's great. You know, it's it's not all, always the most overly absurd acrobatics, but, you know, you can clearly tell that she's doing something uh, of talent, right? So she's doing her kip-ups. She's you know, doing her, like, front somersaults over furniture. Oh, man, uh, this movie loves the kip-ups as well oh yes. every character kips up <laughs> in every fight it's oh it's great i like it a lot so question uh i'm pretty sure i've seen this set before can you tell me and i and i'm not i'm not being sarcastic i oh. know i've seen this set but i actually don't remember what movie it's from yeah we've actually seen it in a couple movies uh oh there's one movie that we covered that it's actually slipped off the tip of my tongue um so it's a it's a mansion it's basically the i guess like the entrance of the mansion there's the two stairs going up yeah. a lot of white and kind of tannish gold we, we've, you, in terms of the color if you've ever seen the set you'll see it in a bunch of films uh, like action films because i think they know that this is just built to be destroyed and have people <laughs> right. beat the hell out of one another uh but the most famous example of this would be project day Okay, Jackie that's Chan. what I was thinking. I wasn't exactly sure if that was it. Yeah, but there's another movie. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't know, I always have the best memory. Um, we've covered a movie where the the entire like entire fight sequence takes place in this room. Unfortunately, I don't recall off the top of my head. I know a lot of people were comparing the last fight anyway to Yes, Madam. This isn't that same set, though, is it? No, it's not. No. Okay. Yes, Madam. Yes, Madam took place in, in a rather metallic industrial looking uh, environment. 
No, no, there's there's the mansion fight at the end of Yes, Madam. I think that's why people were kind of making the comparison. I was just wondering if it's the same set, but I mm. didn't think it was. Um, I wouldn't know. I don't, I don't think it is. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and going off with the whole Jackie vibes that idea, I, I think that's probably what influenced them to want to shoot in this envir- in this set as well. Because like, ah, they did it. Nah, me might as well do it too. But, you know, obviously not trying to knock it. I'm saying, uh, you know, like they saw how great that set was. Why don't we borrow it and make it our own? And I think that Yukari actually does such a great job, you know, like make doing her own unique choreography here. There is one thing I'll give this movie credit for. They do this That's one. It. They do the one thing I hate. My biggest pet peeve in terms of choreography, which is mm. the kick you behind, kick you, kick the person behind me. Uh, with a snap kick but so, I mean, so your foot goes over your own shoulder yes. to hit the assailant behind you yes yeah. i fucking hate that like, i don't i hate <laughs> that everything i've ever seen it in because like what how on earth do you make that happen unless unless you're bending it backwards in which case you're just throwing your balance off but here she does it into a kip up that's wonderful <laughs> and 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 it's a glamour shot because it's all done in a profile shot so when yukari's done doing the kip up you see that's her great wonderful i i love this it's 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 spectacular it's it's uh and shows off her, her talent obviously she's got this really funny move that is completely impractical and it reminded me of chocolate because uh she fights someone autistic at the end <laughs> she does not become autistic no so she uh there is an assailant uh advancing towards her she does a jump in the air and she turns her back towards the guy and she does a split in the air mm-hmm. and she just basically lands on him butt first oh yeah <laughs> and it's kind of uh it's kind of like uh Gigi yanin did that but she was just doing that from the catwalk till yeah to on top of the lockers mm-hmm. and here she's actually using it as a fighting move uh I feel like some video game character does that, like does butt first into like, as, as like a flying butt launch or something like that. Yeah, well, isn't that character that character from Street Fighter, right? That, yes, that, yes, yeah. That, isn't so. she like half naked in that? Like her oh, ass well, is exposed. I mean, it's Japan, what? of course. It is. Well, it's Street Fighter. I mean, Zhang Jeef is in a freaking that is you know, true mankini. So yeah, he's it's quite sexy, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean like. I don't know. Like I, I do like this a lot, like because it shows off like how ferocious she is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I think it's that's the fight. best way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good fight. It's edited very well. Uh, similarly, throughout the whole course of this movie, this the editing and the pacing of the fights for the most part, they just they breeze along. Sometimes they have to cut to random shots of oh here's the cat <laughs> or mm-hmm. here's the bad guy, uh, just telling because he's so he's basically uh, announcing her pay each time she takes care of one of these bad guys so he's just raising the price each time yeah. she kills him right, right, yeah, right stuff like that's okay because it's still along the lines of the pacing of mm. the situation but yeah I, I like i like this fight too and then we get another guy flying through glass windows there's number <laughs> okay, two okay all right all right i believe you now <laughs> um all right so yeah the now yukari has won over uh, karata's trust so yeah she is the the main right hand man or right hand woman and now we're introduced to our third character or i guess you would call her i would call her the main character elsa yeah. young yeah right? it's weird uh elsa yang i think yeah uh, okay. so 20 minutes in 
it's weird that we get our main character, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel that she's not exactly the main. They're supposed to be sharing top billing, I guess you could say. But as we mentioned earlier, she kind of does take over the majority of the plot. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe main character, maybe not. But this is kind of a stretched out introduction. We do not need to spend this much time playing a poker game. This isn't <laughs> Casino Royale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, th- we we watch her do the whole con bit, right? Mm-hmm. We, we see the entire game being played out and how she's conning these men, and that's actually her character. Her and her associates are all they're they're con artists, and that's all they know. I mean, but uh, kind of unlikable in a certain sen- sense. You know, I actually don't like them for the most part in this film. <laughs> I am not sure if it's intentional or maybe that's just me. I just felt like these characters are not very they're not likable. I think right? that's the idea though. They're because they're con artists. They're usually not likable. Uh, I think what sets her apart, at least, is that. She is the kind of dignified, sophisticated, posh type of personality. She's very concerned with her looks and her outfits are very, I don't want to say outlandish, but, you know, very, very proper and fashionable. So she's definitely like when you see her and when you see her personality, you're like, okay, I know this character. Right. I don't necessarily like her, but. Yeah. I mean, okay, well, let's go back to the whole female empowerment thing from coming from two male figures <laughs> yeah, because we're totally the experts to talk about this i do like that she's not over overly sexualized right although she is a very feminine character i mean yeah. by by traditional you know old-timey archaic definitions i mean she's you know what you imagine when you think like 80s woman um and, but you know like she's prim and proper like you said before but she all can also kick ass and as she she uses her femininity fit wow i just realized i can't say that word femininity you got it <laughs> sure uh it, as part of the choreography towards the end of the fight she is using her stilettos to to as as a uh, fish hooks into yeah, people's yeah. Uh, into uh, henchmen's uh, mouths yeah uh, this is man, a good cute. introduction to her character and then i like that her actual personality and her character weaves its way into the choreography like you said with the stilettos she i mean obviously she's using her bag as a weapon but yeah a lot of times she's looking in the mirror, she's checking herself out, yeah. you know, a little narcissistic, not yeah. not not overblown. But while you're watching the scene and then you're watching the fight, you, we know this person. We get a, yeah. They clearly, clearly wrote her uh, very distinctively. Right. So, Zero, I don't know if you found anything on the performer, on Elsa Yang herself. I Because I, I, I'm not setting you up. I'm just saying I actually don't know. Um, do right. you know if she has any traditional martial arts background? Because... I can see how the other two performers clearly have something. I mean, we know Yukari, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, when I, I, I looked into her, I, I mean, just I looked into her IMDb, and it's kind of interesting because this is one of her last movies, uh, her last movie being in 1986, Book of Heroes also being in 1986. I don't know if she passed away or something happened. I didn't see anything. But she has a like uh, she has like uh, almost 70 acting credits to her name starting from 1976. Oh, wow. And okay. a lot of those movies, I, I think they look like kind of old kung fu movies. Mm. Not, nothing catches me as being something very popular. So maybe they were more B-level stuff. Gotcha. But she definitely has martial arts ability because she, she's in these uh, martial arts movies, I'm assuming. Like right. she played a martial arts character. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. You know, she, well, she's definitely one of those um, more nimble, but not very, you know, uh, 
aggressive fighters, right? Mm-hmm. Nimble yet not aggressive. Uh, so, but it, you know, it, it's like the more softer style, like as opposed to Yukari, who's like you can you can tell there's a lot of power behind her hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great, you know, like it, it sets her off as a very different kind of choreography, like with her own fighting style. And here, obviously, it's played up even more because she's basically playing this this evasive game with all. I mean, she's in heels fighting, <laughs> right? It, it, she's meant to look a little bit more dancey, a little bit more flowy than the other two um, characters we have in the film. Yeah, she's she's meant to look very feminine and elegant because of her appearance and elegant. also uh, her fighting style. Yeah, that's a great and way to describe it, elegant. She almost gets upstaged by an additional fighter almost? in this scene. Almost. No, 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 no. That, that kid... <laughs> There is a kid in this fight scene, and uh, when we say kid, I mean like seven, eight years old, probably. Yeah, He's, yeah, yeah. He looks pretty young. Yeah, oh, he completely upstages her in this fight. You know, that I, she... don't, I don't, I don't know if I would agree with you there. He's the adorableness kind of upstages <laughs> her, but you know, obviously, there is no way this like fifty-pound child could kick hey, yet well... another another stuntman through a window. <laughs> well, because. It's not because uh, Bin Bin, who is the performer, uh, the, the little kid actor, uh, turns into a stunt person and they just manipulate the camera angles to make him look smaller than he actually is, which I think is actually kind of masterful that they did that because um, at certain angles, he actually does look like he has a small frame. But if you slow it down enough, you can clearly tell like, wow, that, that three foot child turned into a five foot six kid adult. <laughs> like, oh, he's, he's really good with those flips. Um, yeah, but you know, like, I actually really like the choreography from the kid. Uh, I kind of wish we grew up with that in the States when we were watching all those, you know, horrible surf ninjas, three ninjas movies. <laughs> it's like, ah, we, we need more kid performances like this. Like, I, I've never, for example, I've never seen a child uh, pin a guy to a bar and then grab a whiskey bottle and smash it over his head. Man, I've never seen that. That is so violent, the way <laughs> he just smashes it on his face. But it's adorable because he's a child. And his, yeah, his tiny little legs are kicking him in the chest, and you're made to believe that it hurts. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, and, and that, uh, man, the, the, that little kid is, has the best choreography in this fight. So that's why I say he upstages her. Uh, although she, he never showed again, so it doesn't really matter. And in case you don't yeah, know... Yeah, that was kind of weird. He just disappears. <laughs> he was kind of helping her with a con, but we unfortunately, we never see him again. Yeah. I would have preferred... I almost would have preferred him sticking around as opposed <laughs> to that other weird sidekick they gain later on in the movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, oh, man, that's right. Like, consolidate characters. Yeah, yeah. We're always in favor of that. Um, and in case you don't know that this movie is weighed in 1986... This movie likes to tell you a lot that's made in 1986. But the, he has a little cap that says 1986. And towards the end of the movie, they're like, oh, I want you to remember what date it is. It's June I'll never 10th. forget the day. It's yeah. June 10th, 1986. I'm like, what is up with this movie? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we are introduced to the second henchman character in a gas station, right? This gas station. Um, after henchman, no, no, henchman, no, no, sorry, not when I say henchman, I'm sorry, like sidekick, sorry, sidekick. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I guess it would... I, I assume henchman would be like bad a guys, antagonist character. Well, I mean, she is a con artist and she's in a con relationship with another character, but they are technically the protagonist. Oh, yeah, that's true, that's true. Okay, fine. So we have another uh, sidekick character that gets introduced. And he's also plays like another comic relief character. 
Uh, so she, he's pumping after like a bit of dialogue and saying, kind of showing how infatuated this new character is with uh, uh, Elsa. Elsa, right? With all, yes. Elsa's character, uh, he goes outside to pump some gas, and all of a sudden, there's a fight scene. Just all of a sudden, <laughs> it, just, it just comes out That's of how nowhere. It should, that's how it should be. You should have, you know, stupid dialogue, maybe a joke here or there, throw some character building, and then throw in a fight. It's it's not even that's, subtle. It, it's like the, he's pumping gas, and all of a sudden, these cars just like drive up to the gas station, and then there's no there's no proper cut. Like it. The next shot is her already delivering a snap kick as she's sitting down to someone's face. Yeah, as soon as the cars pull up, they don't even get out. (laughs) (laughs) She's already fighting them. (laughs) I like that edit, though. It's funny. I'm just like, oh, wow. Okay, we're we're in this. We're in it. She grabs onto some sort of, like, rope or, like, a noose. I don't know why there's a noose, like, hanging from the ceiling in a gas yeah, station. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little odd. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, she uses it to, you know, as part of the choreography, which is fine. It's fine. It's just, you know, if you're like us and we like to really analyze these things, you're like, why is that part of the environment? Whatever. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, this this scene isn't meant to be, you know, all, all extremely long. It's supposed to just, actually, you know what? I don't know where I was going to go with the sentence. I, I actually don't know <laughs> what the purpose of this fight is. It's like... The purpose of this fight was to throw stuntmen through quote-unquote brick walls. That's true. Uh, in terms of the story, I have no idea what the hell the, the, this fight's supposed to symbolize. Well, they're picking up they're picking up this new sidekick character. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they stopped for gas and something with the map. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think it really matters. Yeah, I mean, I think... I appreciate that. I do. Like we're introduced to a new segment in the movie. Oh, there's too much talking. Let's break it up with some fighting. Yeah, I like that. Like it doesn't make the whole biggest lick of sense because I actually don't know who if these characters actually work for the big bad guy or how they found them here. But whatever. Uh, and I mean, they get they get captured after this, right? Um, but you know, after this part, this is where I would have appreciated a fight scene to break up the monotony of dialogue. yeah unfortunately oh man yeah when they get kidnapped or captured and go back to the mansion whoo this this goes on too long and there's a moment where you almost think a fight scene is going to happen because pauline and the other cop character they bust in and you're like oh great thank you thank you yeah a fight and then it turns out there is no fight it's a solid 20 minutes. Uh, there, there are other moments that also make you think that there's going to be fights, right? So uh, when the con characters, including Elsa and you know, her two sidekicks, one being the, uh, her love interest, um, they are given the, abil- given the option of turning over the villains. They say no because they won't work with the cops. Makes us hate. It makes me hate them more. I'm like, why? Fucking Why? whatever you no know, honor among thieves I, kind of yeah. thing well, yeah that's no, true it doesn't really work there no i, I get that i like I, i've heard that old uh, 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 old saying but uh, in this scenario i'm like kind of wish it you know they actually he, they did something sensible um and then yeah so what i was gonna say, uh, lead up to was they're on the perch and i thought there was gonna be a fight between these three characters uh or between elsa and pauline because pauline's basically saying like why didn't you help us out uh, oh, I don't know. Like, don't just get out of my face. They're like, oh, I'll, I'll show you. And then they have fisticuffs. Instead, um, Pauline gets chloroformed. 
<laughs> and then Elsa just runs away. I'm like, ah, come on. There's like potential here for a fight. Uh, well, just... they are con artists, and I guess you can say she got cons. <laughs> I guess. And yeah. Chloroform, the ultimate con tool. <laughs> um, God. Uh, let's circle back to the chloroform thing later because I think there's something I should tell you <laughs> later. Um, uh, yeah, so about 20 minutes of nothing really happens, and it's a lot of characterization, a lot of like silly moments. Like, look how ridiculous these comic relief characters are and how they banter. And like, I don't, I don't care. Like, they're not like the only, yeah, the only thing of importance plot wise is they find out that the treasure map that they had once they burn it it reveals the true location of the treasure underneath for some reason yeah 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 it's stupid but sure why it's why stupid whatever we get to our fight scene it's like a really short fight scene at a, a house in the middle of the prairie uh 20 yeah. minutes later I don't actually remember how how or why we got here, and it doesn't matter. Oh, this is where this is where the treasure actually is. Oh, she that's finds right. The, the gold was she there. She finds the gold bars behind the large haystacks, mm. and then it's revealed that the number two of the villain and the goons have followed her. Mm, right. So that's what's supposed to be the next fight. Uh, half of it is unfortunately obscured, or isn't really a fight. Uh, you know, well, she's throwing people through. Once again, there's a somebody going through a window, but now she's throwing people through the uh, the walls of the house, <laughs> multiple walls of the front of the house, which, in a very very large surprise, <laughs> causes the entire house to collapse in on. Yeah. Oh, the 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 collapsing of the house is actually great. I actually like that a lot because when it when it happens, you see Pauline jumping towards the awning as it's coming down or her stunt person or whatever um that's great was it pauline no, no i'm sorry elsa damn i always confuse the two elsa elsa's character yes uh as she's and i like the way that this ends because you actually see the demolition the the destruction of the house uh obviously they probably did that in a different cut but you know they actually destroyed this property and that's kind of cool uh so there isn't too much choreography to actually talk about, but I want to talk about the logistics of the fight, the non-fight that happens in the house, right? Sure. Because um, <laughs> there is a shot. There's a uh, perspective shot. Um, you know, like you, you see uh, from, how do you describe this? Uh, <laughs> you see all these walls. All of them look incredibly flimsy, right? It's a static shot. You know, so you're thinking, oh, what on earth could happen? You know, there's all this white space on the right must something must be you know busting through these flimsy walls and it does happen you know like one wall at a time one segment of the wall gets demolished one at a time from right to left from camera right to camera left and i i you know like and through these broken walls are a bunch of henchmen like three at a time three at a time three at a time like in a consecutive order and in my head i'm thinking are they just are they just standing there waiting for her to like <laughs> walk up to every one of them and just push them out the window <laughs> yes logistically that's what would have happened if we could see the inside but you know it's a it's a it's made for comedy we're lent to believe that she's all powerful and just knocking these guys out <laughs> It's fine. It's silly. It is silly. You forget that this is movie is a comedy, not always a good one, but it, they are going for comedy every now and then. That's true. Um, and well, I, I think I said it. It's not really a fight because it's uh, everything we just described was the whole thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that ultimately leads us to the last fight now. Uh, 
man. How long? <laughs> okay, we've been talking about we've been talking for forty-ish minutes now, and I can tell we're gonna be talking for another forty minutes because this last <laughs> fight is so long and it's so many moving parts. Yeah, this is where it gets a little messy mm -hmm. or a lot of messy, depending on how you look at it, because this is the final fight. Well, not the final fight. The, fi the final big fight of the movie, mm -hmm. the, the last action set piece. And all the, all the characters have come together back again at this mansion. And uh, I forgot why they're there when... Oh, right, right. Elsa gets kidnapped, well, so they're, well, they're trying to save her. Yeah, and also the second-hand man was falsely assuming that his, his boss tried to kill him or whatever, and he's going to testify in court. Ah, right, right. All that stuff I didn't care about. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, it doesn't really matter. There's just, there's just too much happening. Uh, messy is the best way to describe it. Right? You, you just said it. Um, and, uh, man, there's... there's the common complaint we have in um in our previous episodes is when there's a bunch of fighting uh and it cuts back and forth between all the different fights that are going on and here they do it it's not egregious it's not the worst thing we've ever seen um but it does i mean it's still not the greatest way of in my opinion of demonstrating a progression of fighting i actually just want to focus on one thing at a time um, and here, like, it always throws the momentum off when we're, we are cut to the comic relief characters. Like, I don't want to see, uh, like all the Jackie Chan-isms in the movie. <laughs> well, I think, I think why some people were also kind of comparing this to the end of Yes, Madam, because while you have, in Yes, Madam, you have Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yeoh's fight choreography, which is great they kept on intercutting it with the comedic fight yep. from that one character. I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what happens here because you have Elsa's, Elsa taking care of some random goons. You have uh, Yukari fighting the, the Japanese boss. And then you got uh, Paulina and that other cop character fighting <laughs> Eugene Thomas. And yeah. the choreography starts out pretty good. But then they drag it out into this long, long joke. Yeah, that, yeah. Like we get it, we get it. Oh no! Like it just it oh it overstays its welcome. For sure. Uh, yeah. So rather than doing it the uh, describing it in chronological order, like the way that they do it in the movie, uh, you know, where it jumps back and forth between all of them, uh, let's just break them down like one at a time because it's not worth it to like you know jump back and forth. Um, That's fine. And it's not even it's not good. <laughs> Like, like, let's just get the comic relief characters out of the way because they're fucking annoying. And it's like, there's too many segments with them. Uh, you know, like them chasing after uh, two guys chasing after one henchman with a machete, and then they turn the corner coming back, and there's like 50 of them. Like, oh yeah, that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, we've we've seen that before. Yeah, the using the cactus as like a gag to uh, for henchmen to fall under, and then one of the good guys falls on the cactus. Whoa whoopsie daisy oh. um and then there's like more like that's obviously very jackie chan is uh, but then there's obviously a very obvious uh gag where um one of the one of the good guys punches a henchman in the head and the ricochet effect hits one of the other good guys in the head Eh, yeah like we've seen that like we've seen that in rush hour for example um and it's just as bad in this because you actually don't see the reaction until it's over 
Um, yeah, the way it's framed isn't. It, it should have been a profile, or it should have been like at least like a three quarter. Yeah, it's it, yeah. The head is obscuring, so you don't get that gag fully. Right. True. Um, I I think that's all I want to talk about them. And you would think that there, one comic relief fight in this should be enough, but no. The fight with Pauline and her uh, her boyfriend, played by uh, Hu Kwa. We'll just call him boyfriend. Um, sure. The two of them versus uh, Eugene Thomas, who, who you who briefly mentioned before. Man, I like him a lot. Eugene is, steals a show uh, for this yeah, last one. Yeah, he's he's pretty great. Um, yeah, he didn't do too many movies. Uh, he only has thirteen to his credit on IMDb, mm -hmm. uh, mainly from the eighties and from the nineties. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, man, this guy's like a hidden gem. I almost wish that he continued um in some hong kong movies like i feel they could have easily used him his he's he's hitting those poses he seems to get the choreography down and the timing down it looks really good the greatest standout about his stature well i mean is a stature like he's so tall he's yeah. a really tall dude um and he's like he and he's very nimble for his for his size um he's he does everything with a lot of power behind it and he, you know it, it, they make him look good because it's a two-on-one right so but he's clearly much better than both of them combined um did you notice that in some uh combinations of his choreography i could tell he was throwing in some dance moves here. yeah yeah very i thought subtle. that was great yeah really so so subtle i wanted more of that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he does it on like a few occasions yeah and every time I saw it, I was like, oh, I see that. I see you're dancing. You're supposed to be fighting, but you're dancing. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's basically dancing over them because that's how much better he is than them. And yes. I mean, and like you said, he is a hidden gem. He, you know, if he did more movies, he, he could have been a potential for last month for Black History Month. Except uh, how, of inc how incredibly racist they are towards him in this movie. <laughs> they call yeah, him all I manners mean, of things and we won't echo yeah, here. This this is of the time, unfortunately. And it's Asia. And they start calling him names. Yep. So, yeah, we can just gloss over that. Right. Well, that actually plays into the strategy on how they defeat him, right? And it's actually supposed to be more comedy. Very, very long and stretched out comedy. So what is the setup for this? Why does this take so fucking long to, to finish this fight? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of neat that they are... That the two characters, Pauline and the boyfriend... They are trying to come up with a technical advantage because they are indeed losing to him. So they're verbally speaking to each other. Okay, how about we do this? How about we'll go low or we'll go high or we'll hit his head? They are speaking to each other when they when they come up with these this kind of plan. They go in for the moves and he's still better than them. Yeah. And the joke is, as they're speaking, he's literally standing right there. They assume because he's a foreigner, he doesn't you know he doesn't understand what they're saying. But it turns out he can speak and understand Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it's great. Like I, I like that. I actually like the idea, the premise of it. Uh, but the execution is like five minutes long. And like, <laughs> like it, it, we... it drags. It like he, he reveals, yeah, I can speak Mandarin, and understand. And that should have been like, oh shit, okay. Well, then they could have, they should have come up with a new plan, maybe something nonverbal, mm -hmm. and then that would have been it. But then they have to change languages two more times because they're going by the comedy rule of three you know like oh it's the third time he's not gonna understand it ha 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 ha, ha. <laughs> i i guess that's a good way to describe it uh however uh, the, yeah the rules of three 
one, two, and three. I think it's like that's the pacing you should have it. But then they the, they just drag the first part the first part of it for so long, and then they're like, oh, let's try Taiwanese. Oh, he, like like at towards the very end of it, they're like, oh, he knows that too. Oh, uh, let's try Hakka, <laughs> and they're like, oh, he doesn't get that. And like, what's the fucking point of that? Like, just just why are you like the pacing of this is all off? Like in terms of comedy, this uh, it doesn't work. And uh, yeah, I mean, like when they get to when they finally get to the the Hakka, you know, like the the final dialogue, like yeah, it, it seems like they they've hit their stride. They know that he can't understand it, so they say go low, and then they do, and they go for the brain, and they do. And there's actually, I guess, culturally speaking, you like there. It's funny because like she, I guess she's not she's not good at that dialect, so he's so the male character is. So he's spitting at her to like emphasize, overemphasize Hakka, the Hakka language, I guess. And it's more, more comedy. Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking find it funny. <laughs> uh, and I don't like that. that uh, that's how they defeat him. Uh, like, or how quickly they defeat him after that. I feel like, ah, oh, we should have gotten more bouts of good choreography after this. Like, it just ends as soon as they, they introduce that part. Yeah, as soon as he can't understand him, then they automatically have the upper hand. And they just start fucking wailing <laughs> on him immediately. Like, the tide turns way over in their favor. Almost unbelievably. Yeah. Actually, it's very unbelievable. But, you know, movie, it, it has to happen this way. Like, they trip him. And then, oh now now he, now he's done yeah uh okay so set up for that fine i let's go talk about the actual choreography i do oh and he gets kicked through a window <laughs> of course he does <laughs> all right fine fine I, I i believe you now uh i do like the choreography here and actually one thing that we don't talk about uh we haven't mentioned all too much is just the camera placement and there's actually one great shot i like uh this overhead shot more angled overhead shot uh, where you see the the fighters just going all out and it's just framed perfectly and it's not overly wide which i actually think would be um like more typical of a shot like this it's like actually it's very close for what it uh for what you would want in this but actually it works really well like it's just the perfect mid-range um for for all the action and you can actually see everything it, they, don't, they don't linger on this shot for too long, obviously. Um, I'm really glad that the cinematographer in this movie is very, very competent and has a really good eye because this mansion is really busy, yeah. actually, visually. There's so much, there's just so much design on the walls. There's plants everywhere. There's columns everywhere. This could have been a nightmare to watch with somebody who didn't know how to shoot this. But mm. surprisingly, and thankfully, like many other Hong Kong movies, they know to dress the characters differently. Yeah. They colorize them. They gave them very, very clear, simple colors and, and costumes to differentiate themselves. Yeah, yeah. So it just, everybody pops against the background, thank God. Yeah. Because for... the background is just, there's just so much ornate design all right. over the place because it's a quote-unquote mansion. Yeah, I think it does help that these characters are wearing so, like, incredibly saturated colors. Uh, well, you already said it, right? You know, like, it's because of the background colors. There's a lot of colors, but it's a little bit more muted, I guess. Maybe that's a, little, a way to describe it. Um, and, you know, like, there's a lot of acrobatics coming from um, Pauline's character, uh, all the, albeit there, you know, half of it is stunt person, half of it is, I think that actually is her. And, you know, like, it just shows off how good Eugene is, and, and you know, like I kind of wish there was more of her, uh, more of him, uh, or like they utilized him better towards the end of it, because like I wanted to see him on the losing end, but in a in a more dignified way, right? He, he just loses all of a sudden because he just doesn't understand what they're about to say, and like, eh. it doesn't for me, it doesn't feel like it's deserved. It doesn't feel like it come. It just comes out of nowhere. 
yeah, once once they're able to speak in a way that he doesn't understand, it automatically turns in their favor, which is pretty disappointing yeah. because it's, you know, they didn't gradually increase to a win. They just automatically won because he can't understand. Yeah, it. yeah. By the way, that that song, <laughs> I don't know, you, you know that really? Oh my God, yeah. The music <laughs> in this movie uh, probably didn't get the licenses to some of the American songs. They're probably just using it. I mean, they use Cindy Lauper in, in the... the the earliest scene we mentioned before well that, that's what i meant yeah. though like not sure if they got the rights yeah that. but this like there's this recurring beat that happens oh man there is this weird <laughs> pop song it, like it's, it's like, like hyper pop it's, it's like, like on it's on steroids and sugar <laughs> it's the gummy bear song that's what it sounds like to me <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. um yeah it, it plays at in my opinion at very inappropriate times and this is an example where i'm like ah, i don't really don't like this song and i don't like that it's it's happening right now, but it's supposed to signify that the main characters are winning. But eh, it's it's high, it's overly happy. And yeah, and, and it is a comedy too. So because uh, Paulina and her boyfriend are the one of some of the comedic relief characters, I guess I can understand them putting this annoying track in there. Yeah, yeah. By the way, so once okay, so moving forward a little bit more, um, you would think that oh, good. Their segment's over. We're done with the comedy bits. Um, no, so now Paulina splits a, splits off from his of her from her boyfriend, and immediately, immediately, the boyfriend is partaking in a comedy fight. With the, I'm like, oh, why are we introducing a new fight? We we had four simultaneous fights happening all at once. Now we're like one ended, so we're subbing in that fight with another fight. Uh, he's fighting uh, the second hand man yeah and they're like yeah. trying different kung fu styles and it's like it's they're really chewing the scenery like they're really like just uh, i don't know just everything about this like yeah, i just did we not could, like we could we can fast forward to sure that. sure sure so okay saving best for last because yukari uh well no i'm sorry we actually kind of i forgot we were kind of jumping over uh elsa yang well she actually had her segment she's She's the one on many fight. She's the one taking on uh, multiple. She's taking elements. on all the random goons while everybody else is kind of paired up. She doesn't have anyone she's officially fighting. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's fitting because I feel like most yeah. of the fights we've seen her in, she's only been taking on like one on many and you know keep with that that theme of hers. Um, yeah, and she obviously does an incredible job. You know, she's there is a, there are some cuts though. I don't know if you noticed them. Um, I want to say it's probably because the obscurity of the film, because mm -hmm. I, you know, we just got a laser disc uh, transfer of it, and yeah, it's not the best. Unfortunately, there's some random frames missing here and there. Yeah. I don't think that's intentional. I think it's just the copy we have mm -hmm. and the transfer we have. So, right, yeah. yeah, I mean that is what it is. Like we can clearly see some weird cuts every now. And yeah, then. yeah, and you know, this I do like that it, they show off her show off her form i guess i don't know it's a weird to describe it um where she's you know jumping over or somersaulting over chairs and then like doing like a front handspring off her head uh and those cuts that you mentioned before that's when they show their face here uh yeah and I, like if they if those cuts weren't there like i actually want to know because it that looks like it actually is her doing all those things um yeah and you know there's really not all too much regarding her uh well she she gets fight. like a three iron yeah. uh midway through and then she just like is annihilating all these yeah. poor guys <laughs> it's it's almost it, it feels very it doesn't feel fair at this point i mean well they do have 
blade yeah. so i guess that's fine right but yeah once he starts whacking him in the face with the mm-hmm. with the three iron or whatever club that is mm-hmm. sending more people through windows <laughs> yet again uh well i mean we're all i guess i should mention there you know she kind of like sandwiches the fights right she, this is the end portion of it and the beginning of the fight she's actually taking on henchman too and i feel like they during that segment of it they actually highlight her face a lot more you can actually see it's clearly her and you know she's doing all the choreography there i think that's her doing the front handspring um again and doing the the butterfly kick um yeah you know she's clearly got a lot of talent but okay now we can finally move on to the highlight uh which Mm -hmm. is clearly yukari yukari is by far the best part of this final fight yeah um i i wish her segments were kind of more clear mm. at least well, clear or clearly separated mm. um because uh, like she has this great intro on the staircase where she's trying to fight the uh, main japanese bad guy and some other uh, henchmen and it's great she's trying to ascend the staircase and people are just like kind of jumping down yep. and she has to kick them down oh such such good stuff oh because she's just kicking them and they're just like falling down the stairs looks really painful oh by the way uh yukari's a good guy <laughs> I think we yay should. spoiler <laughs> man i want this is a this is the second time i watched this movie and then when when she reveals she's like oh by the way i'm japanese police <laughs> i was like oh yeah i forgot you're a good guy i mean they didn't have to do they they didn't have to play that angle at all um but it does set up for a great final fight um portion but yeah but it starts off with you it's yukari versus the big bad right it's uh her versus kurata and yeah this is actually one of the best performances i've seen from kurata too like i i well i want to say he's he's i mean obviously he's young ish in this movie um clearly in his 40s like maybe yeah i'd say in the 40s um but like uh, he's actually really nimble uh he's very fast like those snap kicks uh, that he, he throws are really high so i was i was very actually very surprised with um his choreography um yeah and they they i definitely make him look really good and and yukari herself is so i very use this word but very ferocious and very aggressive and, and that's what i like about her her fighting style um, and also very nimble because you know we already mentioned all those those uh, all her flexible kicks. Um, it's, yes, it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate that she starts this big brawl at the end, and then we have to get all the other people sandwiched in between that before we see her again. We have to get all the comic relief fights, then we get the Paulina fight, then we yeah. get uh, some stuff with uh, Elsa. And then she doesn't appear again till later, which which is a shame. But you know, I get it. How do you how do you edit this to make it you know keep the keep the flow, but also uh, you don't lose interest in what's going on and just constantly breaking it up. Yeah. But you know, she, after um, I guess after the, yeah the comic relief fight, uh, Yukari appears again. And then this time, uh, Paulina comes in to help mm-hmm. her out. Yeah. Hey, okay. Now that now that Paulina's fight is done, just so we don't lose it, there is a sure. very small segment where it's between the two of them, Kurata and Yukari, and Yukari, uh, I don't know, trips him down, and then both of them do a coin drop, which is a breakdance move. And the way that Yukari, which is obviously a stunt person doing it, because she gains a bunch of muscle mass out of nowhere. Um, the way that she she just just rebounds off the floor and just stylish stylistically gets back on her feet is so impressive and i I just love it it looks so great uh and then they both do a chest kick towards one another 
uh, while they're and they both fall to the ground immediately come back into a, a kip up and... yeah that's from uh wheels on meals yeah yeah no it's great uh but again you see all the jackie isms um you know very heavily inspired on it don't want to dwell on this for too long but i just wanted to mention that you know give a little shout out before we get to the final segment which is basically everyone wailing on karate <laughs> right um so you you generally at least from what i've heard sometimes you generally don't like when the when multiple people have to take on the bad guy to beat him yeah i i was just how about do you, to how do you yeah so i'm guessing like how do you feel about that here so basically mm-hmm. yukari isn't able to defeat um uh, nah, i don't know the I, I wouldn't say that he she's not able i did feel like they just didn't give her the opportunity <laughs> I feel like she could have beat him on her, on her own, but you know for what they, they seemed pretty. They seemed pretty equal. Mm-hmm. They seemed like they were going toe to toe with each other, and yeah. one wasn't definitely getting the upper hand over the other. Mm-hmm. I think what they try to do is that Paulina's fight ended, and she had nothing to do, so now she's <laughs> like come into play. Right. Actually, my my problem with this fight isn't even so much with isn't so much with that pet peeve that you just mentioned it's your pet peeve which is the speed ramping is so noticeable here they are moving at inhuman speeds yeah like... they're really really fast <laughs> i'm i'm okay with it i i'm a little more forgiving on this one just because i like the choreography and i love how this is all edited and shot so much i'm i i can overlook that kind of stuff mm. you know one thing i do appreciate about this movie how is how consistent they are with the characters uh signature moves paul uh pauline has a move that she she is known for i don't think it's actually her doing it but she does a 540 into a sidekick and in in this particular portion she does a 540 into a hook kick which i guess you can call a jackknife although hers looks a little different from that um yeah and you know like the the noticeable thing about that is that it's not actually her doing it at least i don't think because they obscure her face but I mean, I like the attention to detail that they made sure that to keep that kick hers and just have the stunt person do it. And it's like, okay, well, she has her specific fighting style, even if it's not the, the performer doing it. And yes, you are right. There are a lot of people getting their heads smashed through glass because that's what <laughs> happens to her two times in a row. Um, yeah, even even Paulina gets thrown through glass yeah. in a very obvious police story nod. Yeah, but we we get the comedic setup before that where she tries to punch uh, mm-hmm. what I, I always forget his name, Japanese boss. Karada, yeah. And her fist goes through the glass, and yeah. she's like, "Ah, oh, fuck, that hurts." <laughs> and then I like when we get the obvious police story gag where her head goes through the glass. I like that she's like, "Ah," fuck, and you know she's like scratching her head. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they're 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 doing it differently because always police story that was very serious when that happens to jackie here it's it's more funny yeah uh, well funny it's not really something that this movie excels at they, they do the funny it's not the best funny but um okay i guess going back to your question do i like the fact that it's eventually turns into three on one right because now <laughs> yeah. now elsa comes in the fray and i don't know i I uh, I want to say that this one shot of all three of them delivering kicks, three women delivering kicks to a guy on his knees is the most... It, this one screenshot is like the most female empowerment thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is like... It is so badass. Uh, like, I, I, like, I'm like, yeah! Kick his ass! <laughs> um, I don't know. I like that so much. I'm like, I'm willing to forgive it. It's like the exception to the rule. But it's, yeah. it's kind of fun that they all come together to beat the crap out of one man. 
Yeah, I, I, I kind of like that. Um, although, I mean, what I say is still true. Like, I don't like it when multiple people, uh, multiple protagonists fight one villain. Or, like, that's what it takes to take him down. I'm never a fan of that. But here, I was like, eh, it's a little bit more forgiving. Uh, it's more like, yeah, he, he kind of, I don't know, it just shows, you know, like, power empowerment, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't think it's that. I mean, you've got to utilize all your fighters creatively. Yeah. Uh, there's a moment where the Japanese boss takes out a katana, and then he slices at right. Yukari, and it injures her. And I wish that moment happened sooner, because then I would have been like, okay, Right. Now Paulina steps in to assist because Yukari's been injured. So yeah, yeah. logistically, I, I wish they, they put that in a lot sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it also kind of, I guess that kind of justifies the whole two-on-one thing too. It's like, well, I mean, they, they kind of need two people. Otherwise, this would be completely unfair. However, you know, she gets disarmed by Elsa anyway. So then, then it becomes very unfair. <laughs> I, like, I, I like the choreography between Paulina and Yukari though, because they... they the choreographer knew how, to, knew how to make them work together well in that whenever one person's doing one thing, the other person is like holding back, like they're taking turns kind of going in or they're attacking together in a way so that it, from a logistic standpoint or from a tactical standpoint, it's like, okay, that makes sense. Like yeah. someone's not just hanging around in the back. They're really just trying to like cut at this guy or, or not get cut by this guy as they're kind of weaving in and out of the katana blade. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I do like the, I mean, I, I do like the environmental destruction. I mean, you could say that about everything in this movie, but you know, <laughs> every fight has environmental damage. <laughs> what, right. But oh, well, maybe not destruction. Best, best way to describe it is using the environment to the advantage because you know, there's, there's moments where Pauline is jumping over rolling underneath the, the desk in order to avoid the, the, the swipes, the sword swipes. Yeah, it's like it's it's inventive, you know, and she's you know she's basically shimmying, limboing underneath it. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's neat, it's neat, it's inventive. Uh, it's very it's it's like a la Jackie Chan, but I mean everything's a la Jackie Chan in this movie. Yeah, um, and uh, Pauline Paulina still gets uh, or Pauline still gets some comic ish relief moments where <laughs> she does like a flying double kick at him and just completely misses. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, ass. that's and very it's funny. It's it's funny because it's so quick you don't notice it because the choreography just spins right back up. Yeah, and Yukari starts going into moves. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta look for these kind of things. Yeah, so for it's, sure. It's fun. Um, yeah, well, well, they they knock him through a window. <laughs> see. Okay, fine. I I, I definitely see it now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it didn't need to. It, it could have ended here, but there we we give Pauline an extra uh, moment where she can just beat up another, uh, beat up Eugene Thomas, who's apparently not fully beat up yet, because he comes in and he's like threatens to kill, or at least he's about to kill the boyfriend character, and she does a flying chandelier kick. <laughs> um, she literally swings on a chandelier and then she herself jumps through some yeah, glass yeah i don't the, the stunt itself is not very impressive or well because it's, it like, it's cut yeah yeah they don't have the full swing and land in the one take they you they have it in multiple edits so. yeah yeah and it's nothing it's nothing too impressive well okay well it's it's not the way to end this fight in my opinion like they could have just ended with karate being knocked to the ground and like oh next scene and, you know, well, like, hmm? what I thought was going to happen was she was going to kick him through the doors or kick mm. him through something. We've finished all of our enemies by kicking them through glass. So <laughs> the fact that she kind of just shakes him to death, it's very anticlimactic. It doesn't feel in line with this movie. Uh, kicking, <laughs> kick him through another 
actual brick wall. Yeah, like totally real brick wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He should have been kicked through all of the brick walls at the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, so all the cops show up and uh, I guess more police story influence because the lawyer comes in and is like, I'm going to sue all of you. And the police chief punches him, the, punches him in the face. I mean, where are we getting that from? And there's a, there's obviously this movie's very obviously uh, influenced by police story, um, but I do appreciate that uh, now that this final fight is over, there is an epilogue fight. <laughs> Wait, I don't think we've ever, you've ever seen that before. Um, oh well, uh, so that's... I was gonna say, you know what this reminded me of? Which which movie? This this last fight between um, Pauline and Yukari. Mm-hmm. It's Rocky Three. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, there's a movie in my head. It's a boxing movie, but I can't recall which one it is. But then they all yeah. they freeze frame. They freeze frame. Here is like I actually I thought they were gonna freeze frame here. I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a nod to Rocky. It's like, nope, they're gonna fight. They actually fight, which is awesome because the choreography here is really nice, and I a lot of it is clearly the actresses, and they're doing some really nice uh, combinations in this moment. Is this the same gymnasium from Ma- Magic Crystal? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it kind of looks the same. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No. Like, uh, I don't really need to talk too much about this final fight. I don't think either one of us need to. It's not meant to be a aggressive aggressive fight. It's uh, where one person needs to be the victor. It's more like uh, like, like well, a they Rocky each, ending. They, they each get a move off on each other. Yeah. So there there is clearly not supposed to be a victor. But I don't know. I like a lot of the choreography yeah. here, even though it's there's no real stakes behind it. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I wonder who's better. And they're just kind of testing each other. They're being playful. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like this a lot, although it's very inconsequential. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's a nice way to top off the movie. It's completely inconsequential, like you said. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just an enjoyable way to end the film. Um, and then we had the Elsa story arc ending as well, where she rides off into the sunset with her sidekicks. And I'm like, fucking... I don't even need you. I don't need a resolution for you. Go away. Get away from this movie. This movie could have easily ended with the police chief cheersing everybody with the champagne glasses, and I would have been perfectly fine with it. But, you know, they, they give everybody their own closing arcs. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's fine. Well, I would have been happy if Elsa and her gang got arrested. That's how I would end the movie. It wouldn't have affected anything. Um, yeah, so... Uh, what was a movie called? <laughs> Book, Book of Heroes. A uh, Book of Heroes. Totally Why is this movie name. called Book of Heroes? It Why? doesn't make any sense. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, Book of Heroes is great. I liked it. There were no books in this movie. Oh, God. <laughs> you make a very astute <laughs> observation, Zero. Um, yeah, Book of Heroes is great. I, li- I like this movie. Uh, again, I don't know why we didn't just go with this uh, to begin with. Like, we struggled through a couple films. Some films that you can hear us talk about in a extended uh, special episode uh, if you follow us on Patreon. But plugs aside, we'll talk. We'll do the plug thing later. Follow, find us in the show notes. Um, yeah, Book Heroes is great. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, like there's there's a lot that's wrong with it. It's not a masterpiece by any by any means, but in terms of the the choreography, the action, uh, it's spectacular. Um, there are definitely problems with it. The the comedy bits I'm never I'm not really a fan of. Uh, it, it it drags in the f- middle portion of it. Although if you can sit through 20 minutes, it's definitely worth a watch. Any of the fights are 
you can definitely watch out of context and still enjoy. Um, but yeah, you, know, you might as well just sit through the whole thing. I think I think it's actually pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's very that basically sums up the, my entire thoughts on this movie right there. Yeah, pretty much exactly the same thing. I think we have very very similar sentiments on this movie. Yeah, there the comedy is very very miss for me. Anything trying to be funny is not funny at all. Unfortunately, I think the only thing I found funny was the child martial artist fighting because oh. that that was you know that's very that's supposed to be cute it's supposed yeah. to be winking at the camera like hey look at this little child beating up all these <laughs> grown men and usually that feels a little more embarrassing yep. but for some reason you know they kind of make it work here yeah like i said you know, if you can grow three feet <laughs> like in the middle of fighting that it would it definitely would sell the, the hitting power behind your performer yeah but yeah, uh, I think just watch the movie. It's there is a lull in the middle where nothing is funny and characters are just really annoying. <laughs> but the fights are very, very good. So just sit through it because the the fights are worth it. Yeah. So uh, to cap this off, I'll tell you uh, what my chloroform story. Oh God, that sounds terrible. Oh my God. To, to describe it. Well, you we meant, I told you I, I would come back to it. Um, so. You listeners, this has nothing to do with anything. I just feel that you just you just brought up the word chloroform, and I just felt like sharing this story. So you uh, brought up chloroform. Well, that's true. Well, it came up in conversations. So let's just end sure, it off this sure. way, and you guys can tune out if you guys don't want to hear this. Um, <laughs> my dog. Uh, I have a dog. Uh, you guys are. Oh no! Did, you didn't chloroform the dog, did well, you? Well, okay. So my dog has to do a couple surgeries um, because he has a bad leg, right? And then, and you know, obviously that that's that shit's not price. No, that's not very affordable it's very expensive and my my, his, my dad looks at the found my statement the the vet statement is like oh how come it's so expensive and i was like well you have to sedate him because you know he's a dog he doesn't sit still and my dad's like why don't well like i don't know like do what they do in the movies it's just like put a bunch of chemicals and put it in a rag and make him smell it i'm like dad that's chloroform <laughs> it's, you don't you don't you don't just chloroform your pet that's how that works <laughs> And that has nothing to do with the Book of Heroes, but I thought it was an uh, appropriate way to end this movie. Okay, I got it. If there was an actual book and it listed a bunch of heroes, your dad would not be listed in that. Movie. <laughs>